Classic. Support for today's episode comes from True Classic. As a people-driven brand, True Classic believes that the clothes you wear should make you feel confident and comfortable so you can show up as the best version of yourself every day. This is your one-stop shop for all your wardrobe essentials. Their shirts have a premium fit that's tighter in the shoulders and biceps with that extra boost of confidence from t-shirts and polos to activewear, denim, button-downs, hoodies, joggers, boxer briefs, and everything in between. They have everything you need. Time to upgrade your wardrobe today. Companies have been overcharging their customers for years. True Classic sells premium clothing without charging a premium price. High-quality clothing shouldn't cost a fortune. Get comfortable, get going, and upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com using code DOINK. Free shipping is included on purchases over $100. 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. You can't go wrong. It looks good. It feels good for a reason. It's True Classic. Hey, everyone. You know Brennan and Eric take football very seriously. But there's something we should be taking even more seriously, and that is your mental health. Some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy. But that could not be further from the truth. With BetterHelp, you have access to over 20,000 licensed therapists. It's not crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. One of the biggest advantages of BetterHelp is how quickly you can start talking to a licensed professional. If you have looked for a therapist in the area, you can you know it's, it can even take weeks or even months just to find someone that you're comfortable talking to. With BetterHelp, it can take as little as 48 hours and it is easy to change therapists if needed. You deserve to prioritize your mental health this year, so get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash podcast. And we want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. And welcome back to another episode of the Double Doing Podcast. My name is Brendan D. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. It would be greatly appreciated. You can also rate the podcast and review the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. It would also be greatly appreciated. Biggest episode of the year mm-hmm. coming at you today. We're going to be breaking down our best bets for the Super Bowl, breaking down what's going to happen in the Super Bowl, giving our final score predictions and winners. No one else to do that with than my friend, Eric Warner. Warner, what's going on? Not much, not much. Tim Hortons didn't cut my bagel this morning. So oh, no. Bad, bad start, to the, start day. to the day, but let's turn it around right here. Have a good episode. Okay, so the episode description for you is going to be basically Eric and I are going to be giving you our best bets. We're going to be going back and forth. Every bet's going to have an explanation why we like this bet. I've got about 18 bets in total. I'm going to be tying a few together. Um, we both kind of have similar amounts of bets. We're just going to be going game props, player props, halftime show props. The whole shebang is coming at you today. Are you ready to go? Uh, let's do it. Okay, so I'm going to start us off um, with four combined into one. So it's, we're coming at you hot here. Orangey, I'm all over A.J. Brown in this game. I think A.J. Brown is going to be the focal point of the Eagles passing offense. He's been the focal point of the Eagles passing offense the entire season, and I think they're going to emphasize that in this game. I love the A.J. Brown matchup. So my four bets to start. A.J. Brown over 72.5 receiving yards at minus 110. A.J. Brown has averaged 88 receiving yards per game this season. He's going to be going up against two rookie cornerbacks. They don't really shadow players, so it's going to be Justin Watson, I think, majority of the time, but it won't be all the time. Justin Watson is a good player. He's been an awesome pickup for the Chiefs but I don't know if he's going to be handling A.J. Brown in this game. Justin Watson also runs a lot of press coverage. The Chiefs run press coverage at the highest rate in the NFL out of all teams. A.J. Brown against press coverage this season, 4.61 yards per route run. That is the record in the history of the NFL, um, according to Next Gen Stats, when Next Gen Stats started 
tracking this stat, A.J. Brown broke the record for yards per run against press coverage. Over 72 and a half receiving yards. I also like A.J. Brown plus 122 score a touchdown in this game. I also like A.J. Brown over five and a half receptions at plus 112. The Eagles are undefeated when A.J. Brown has over nine targets. Plus 112 is some good juice over five and a half receptions, I believe. And this one's kind of a little bit of a long shot. A.J. Brown, Eagles first reception at plus 240. They, I like that. They like to get yeah. A.J. Brown going early. And um, they, they threw to him right away at the gate against the 49ers. Uh, the first reception was Devonta Smith in the Giants game. However, I do think A.J. Brown is going to be early and often targeted. Four bets for you. A.J. Brown over 72 after receiving yards, minus 120, minus 110, sorry. A.J. Brown touchdown, plus 120. A.J. Brown over five and a half receptions, plus 112. Eagles first reception, A.J. Brown plus 240. I am all over A.J. Brown overs in this game. I like it. The one thing that kind of worries me, if you're Steve Spagnuolo, you can't play man press against AJ Brown. Well, it won't like, be man press. They can also run zone press coverage. It's just press coverage in general. Yeah, but like if you're Steve Spagnuolo, you've had two weeks. If you go press coverage against AJ Brown, like you said, he's the best wide receiver. That's what they in do. NFL That's what they history. know. But my point, it's just talent over the guy in front of you. That's like you can you can design as much mm. crap as possible to stop AJ Brown, but he's just better than the guy in front of you. I like his receptions more than his yards, I think, because the Chiefs do play a lot of the cover two shell. I think it's going to be hard for the Eagles to get downfield and go deep. So personally, I would go, I like the receptions more than the yards, but I'm with you in A.J. Brown being the focal point of this aerial attack. I'll just slide one of my lower end bets in here. I'm on Quez Watkins under one and a half. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's what I, I have. Yeah, that exact that too? Yeah. I Because I was trying to find some Eagles unders to throw in there. It's tough. Because. As an Eagles fan. The Chiefs are going to play the cover two shell. Quez Watkins is mainly a deep threat. I don't think he's going to get behind the Chiefs twice. I don't think they're going to throw a wide receiver screen to Quez Watkins. At least we haven't seen that the last few weeks. So it is a lot of juice. It's minus 180 right now, but yeah. I think Quez Watkins under one and a half is a safe L- bet. Let me add some stuff onto that. So the big thing with Quez Watkins is when Dallas Goddard is in the lineup, he gets a far fewer amount of targets because Dallas Goddard is the third option in the passing offense when he's on the field compared to when he's off. So when Dallas Goddard is in the lineup, Quez Watkins is averaging 1.1 yard, uh, 1.1 catches per game, 1.9 targets per game at a 57% catch rate. So that's that's kind of shows you why the odds are minus 180, 1.1 yeah. catches. So they kind of have the juice flowing to the under. Um, but I do think it's even worth it. Like, I do think they're going to probably try to call a, a, a maybe one or two deep shots to Quez Watkins in this game. He's going to be running vertical routes all game. Yeah. That's what he's known for. He's one of the fastest players in the NFL. So can he connect on one of those? Yes. But that's why I like the receptions over the yards. Exactly. Okay. We're on the same page there. I'm going to throw one at you. First quarter money line, Eagles minus 114. I'm trying to play psychologist here. I think if the Chiefs win the coin toss, they defer. I think if the Eagles win the coin toss, they receive. I agree with that. I think Sirianni's going to be aggressive. The Eagles have been the best first quarter, first half team in the NFL this year by far. It's not even close. So give me Eagles first quarter money line minus one fourteen. Yeah, they they've been they've got off to half starts, of course, in the in both games so far in the playoffs. They they went off to a seven nothing lead. The Giants went off to a seven nothing lead against San Francisco 49ers. 
I also agree with that. If if I'm Nick Sirianni, I'm taking the ball. Yeah. If you do yeah. win the coin toss. He's I don't, a young head coach, his first Super Bowl. Yeah. I see him coming out and being the more aggressive of the you two. You don't want to give Andy Reid the ball right away. You already know he's got a, a, a wicked game script dialed up to kind of start the game. He's been drawing plays on burger napkins all week, <laughs> the last two weeks. So I, I, I like that a lot. I, I would 100% um, agree that the Eagles probably scored the first touchdown in this game. Okay, I'm going to slide over to some Chiefs um, players again. Hard for me to kind of to diagnose some Eagles unders and Chiefs overs, but uh, I, I do like this a lot. I'm a big Isaiah Pacheco guy in this game. I think Isaiah Pacheco is going to be the workhorse back for this team. So I'm going to attach two bets to this. I like Isaiah Pacheco over 46 and a half rushing yards at minus 110. He's eclipsed that total nine of 11 games. So he he didn't come close last week, though, did Isaiah he? Isaiah Pacheco over 46. Well, nine of the last 11 games, he is over 46 and a half rushing yards. Jarek McKinnon only had four carries last week um, for the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. um, he was battling an ankle injury throughout the week. I think that has something to do with it. I don't. I think Isaiah Pacheco is going to get the boatload of the carries. He's looked good um, as well running the ball. So uh, I believe that kind of the running back rotation for the Chiefs is going to be basically running through Isaiah Pacheco. And the reason that I'm going to attach a second bet to this is over 16 half rushing yards or receiving yards at minus 110. Again, going just back to the Jerk McKinnon thing, he's only had four carries last week. He played under 40% of the snaps. I think that ankle, he's still dealing with somewhat of an ankle injury. Eagles aren't very good at stopping running backs, uh, receiving the ball out of the backfield as well. So I do believe that Isaiah Pacheco is going to have some, um, I guess, just opportunities to catch the ball in the backfield. I like the receiving yards more than the rush yards. I actually bet Isaiah Pacheco under 50 in the AFC Championship game, and it hit easily. He only had 26 yards. I am very worrisome about the Pacheco bets just because he's a seventh-round rookie. It's a Super Bowl. I feel like Jarek McKinnon is trusted more by Andy Reid, especially in pass protection. We know the Eagles have a ferocious pass rush. I feel like McKinnon's going to be on the field as much, if not more, than Pacheco. Okay. Specifically on third down. For pass blocking reasons, so that's what would scare me off. I'm actually, I would actually stay away from the receptions and or the receiving yards as well with Pacheco because I think McKinnon is going to be the trusted guy. Clyde Edwards Hilaire was activated. Is he going to get a series? Maybe two. If you're the Eagles, any Clyde Edwards Hilaire touches a win, right? But it's also a win for Pacheco unders. That's true. We're, we're against each other at the gate. I love it. Yeah. Why? Why was Clyde Edwards Hilaire activated? He was healthy. If he's like, activated, it, that makes well, me think he's going to get a couple touches. I they guess. don't just activate him to sit him on the bench. I was looking at, like, some Chiefs um, potential, like, rushing, like, how many players are going to rush the ball, rushing attempts. So they had five and a half. Yeah. If it was four and a half, I would have been all over it because I think Kadiris Tony's going to get a rushing attempt at some point in this game. Mm. Um, Patrick Mahomes obviously will get a rushing attempt some at some point in this Last game. Last week they had five rushers of the football. Okay. And that was without that was with Tony getting hurt early. One of them was Nicole Hardman, though. Who won't so be I, playing in this game? I guess you could say Tony will get that carry this week. But you never know with Andy Reid. You could see a tight end quarterback sneak. Yeah, like, that's he, true. He's always creative when it comes to that type of stuff. One of the bets I actually have, it's paying juice now. I missed it. it if I bet it early in the week, I would have got better odds. But Patrick Mahomes over four and a half rushing attempts. It's sitting at minus 140 now. Quarterback Neal's count for that stat, which I think is ridiculous, oh, oh, but it does. Boy. 
So even there at the end of the first half or at the end of the game, if Patrick Mahomes takes a knee, that counts as a rush attempt. And also, I do think the Eagles are going to be able to get pressure. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have to escape the pocket. You had the stat on our last podcast. He was number one in the NFL at turning pressures into or escaping pressures. I think he might. He's going to do that again. And all he's got to do is run the ball five times. It's paying juice. I will have some bets coming up with better odds. I'm kind of starting with my safer plays, and I think that's a safe play, over four and a half. He's going to be have to move around. Yeah. There's no there's no doubt about it. He's I think, also healthier that now with an extra week off yep. from the ankle injury. How what was the what was the the juice at that? It was like minus 140. Wow. If, if hey, I I think I think four and a half is still a really low total. Like I could see him having over 6 7, maybe 8. Yeah. And quarter and quarterback sneaks. I they don't really quarterback sneak past from Mahomes, but um mm-hmm. but like the, even at the end of the first half or something, if they down. take a knee, yeah. that counts. Hopefully I think that's it's only ridiculous. The, hopefully it's only the, the first half. Okay. Yeah. Um okay. Um I'm going to go Jalen Hurts over 49 and a half rushing yards. Um that total is minus one ten. The Chiefs have allowed the fifth most rushing yards to ports and quarterbacks in this game. The Chiefs are also 19th ranked against stopping the RPO. So I think the Eagles are going to RPO the shit out of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it's going to be a huge part of the game plan. Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, has the chance to break the all-time rushing yards by a quarterback in the Super Bowl. That is held by Steve McNair. I think it's at 63 or 73. It's one of those two. I think Jalen Hurts has a chance to break that. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be running a lot in this game. Jalen Hurts, is, if you even go back to, I think it was Alabama-Clemson. I know I'm kind of, I know I'm picking at hairs here. But Alabama-Clemson in the national championship game, Jalen Hurts had a 25-yard run touchdown to kind of put Alabama in front. Of course, Deshaun Watson came right back and scored. But Jalen Hurts in big games, likes to use his legs. He's going to be active using his legs. It's the last game of the year. It's a Super Bowl. You got to put it all on the line. And I think the Chiefs are going to be, are, are going to get some pressure on him as well. I think they're going to be throwing a lot of cornerback blitzes. A lot of Steve Bagnall is going to be in his bag, kind of doing everything he can to get pressure on Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have to escape the pocket quite a bit. Jalen Hurts averaged seven and a half um, design runs per the season. I think you, you could even see that upwards of eight and nine. There, I think design runs can be huge in this game because adding an element to that offense that other teams can't and Kansas City Chiefs haven't seen before. I think Jalen Hurts is going to run wild. I was so conflicted on this one because you are right. The Chiefs are bottom 10 versus quarterback runs this year. But Jalen Hurts' rush attempts, they have been just about the same since his shoulder injury. But his yards per carry are down five yards per carry since that shoulder injury. You have to, uh, yards per carry thing, you always have to um, put in quarterback sneaks with him, right? Yeah, but I just, I don't know. I feel like he hasn't run as much since the shoulder injury. Against San Francisco, he was wincing at times. I I would lean over. I would never bet the under in that scenario. I am just a little bit cautious that since that shoulder injury, his running numbers have not been the same. I, I, the way I look at this game is all the injuries go out the fucking window. It's a Super Bowl. That's true. You got to put it all on the line here. Like Jalen Hurts has went up to probably Nick Sirianni and said, my shoulder 100%. Like, no, don't hold me back. There's no, there's no next week. Like you gotta play it, you gotta lay it all on the line here. So that's why I think the ankle injury to Mahomes and the shoulder injury to Hurts have to go with the window. Yeah, yeah, you could be right there. I'm staying away, but Chiefs are bottom ten versus quarterback runs. So I am going to give you a two-four here, a two-pack. 
I am on Patrick Mahomes over 25 and a half completions. And I'm also on Mahomes longest pass under 38 and a half yards. Okay. I think the Chiefs are going to go with a death by paper cuts type style. You could say the Eagles one weakness on defense might have been short passes this season. They were 17th in the league versus defending short passes. Basically every other metric, they were top 10, top five. So that could be the area that Andy Reid tries to exploit. So I think there's going to be a lot of Mahomes short throws. So I'm on the over 25 and a half completions and I'm on the under 38 and a half on the longest pass. Cause I don't really see unless Travis Kelsey like breaks a tackle and gets downfield, I don't see the Chiefs throwing the ball with a lot of intended air yards. The history of Jonathan Gannon's Eagles defense has had been the death of by by a thousand paper cuts, 100%. Um, they they leave holes open in the zone where you can kind of attack them in the short game. I love that bet. I think over 25, 25 and a half completions is a great look. Um, there And going deep is going to be tough. The Eagles take away the deep ball. They'll have the fewest passing yards per game this season. Um, they're going to have to attack the middle of the field. They're going to have to attack kind of the, the intermediate part of the field. And Travis Kelsey is going to be a huge, huge uh, kind of part of that. Yeah, so I have this one. It feels like the squarest bet of all time. But, like, Travis Kelsey's receptions are at seven and a half. If that seems low. Gannon is going to be heavy zone. The Eagles played the zone at the highest rate in the NFL. I had a couple stats that just blew my mind. The most they used man coverage this season was a game 37%. That was against Washington week 10. They lost to Taylor Heineke. The second most they played was 35% man. That was against Andy Dalton. They lost. If you're Jonathan Gannon, you're going to play zone. Patrick Mahomes was the number one quarterback in the NFL versus zone this season. I I, I have a hard time believing they're going to let, they're just going to sit back Darius Slay and James Bradbury in zone coverage. I think they're. I yeah. think they're going to have to play man. Like you have to look at the matchups. You have to look at. We have two of the top. I'll, we'll, I'll say fifteen cornerbacks to be safe here in the NFL. And James Bradbury and Darius Slay. Um, you're going up against like another. I want to kind of get into this with you. Let's get into it now. Who outside of Travis Kelsey do you think is going to be the Chiefs' weapon? Like I have a hard time finding out who's going to play. Yeah. Like who's 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 yeah. going to play on the Chiefs. I have nothing on Chiefs wide receiver. Yeah, like props. it's it's such a it's such a big aspect of this game is McCole Harmon's out. I think McCole Harmon being out as well is an under talked about aspect as well. They use him in motion. He's such a big part of kind of getting guys flowing in different directions on offense. So him being out I think takes a part of that offense away. Kadarius Tony can obviously fill that role. Kadarius Tony might as be called the medical blue tent at this point. Yeah. He's like, is he going to stay healthy in this game? Valdez Scanling. I I think Valdez Scanling is the guy. But mm. like, how worried are you if you're the Eagles that you you do you want to sit back in zone and let them find their areas of the field? Put Darius Slay, put James Bradbury, man up on these guys in, in, on third downs. Put them in better positions to stop them on on late downs. I I, I have a hard time believing that the Chiefs are going to be able to attack those cornerbacks with the guys that they have. Yeah. So I just have over the last two seasons in the six highest rate of man coverage, the six games where they have their highest rate of man coverage, the Eagles have lost five of them. Yeah. 
I don't know why. I, I don't know. I yeah, they can't be kind of a. a and I mean, this they season they played man up against the Vikings. Justin Jefferson, like Derek Slay, was all over in that game, and they destroyed them. That was week two, long yeah. time ago. But this season, that just it blew my mind that their two highest rates of man coverage were losses versus Taylor Heineke and Andy Dalton. Yeah. Now you got Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, Mahomes was. 17th in EPA versus man this year, number one versus zone. That those splits actually shocked me. I couldn't believe that Patrick Mahomes was mediocre versus man coverage. But I don't know. I guess it is kind of a do you think Jonathan Gannon goes with his bread and butter or changes things up? Is there potential for them to play a zone coverage scheme, but man on only Kelsey? Like kind oh, of 100%. like kind of like uh, the Nick Nurse box and one. Yeah, like <laughs> it's a good example. I remember that nonsense. The box yeah, and one. holy shit, that was the Steph Curry nonsense. But um, like you said, it's Travis Kelsey and then who? So use the box and one. Try to stop Travis Kelsey. I would have CJ Gardner Johnson on Travis Kelsey all game. I'm not saying he have to be man to man one on one coverage, but CJ Gardner Johnson get under his skin, get in his face. Get physical with him. CJ Garner Johnson, I don't know if you remember, remember the Tom Brady game where he was getting under everyone's skin when he was on the Saints? Remember that 6 nothing garbage? Was it 9 yeah. nothing? I watched it at your head. So it was a Thursday nighter, right? Yeah. It or was Sunday a bad night? Game. Yeah, it was one of the worst games I've ever watched. But CJ Garner Johnson's really good at getting under players' skin, really good at getting physical at the line. I would have CJ Garner Johnson tailing him the entire game. There's not an easy way to stop Travis Kelsey. Like, it's, he's going to get his. You have to find a way to kind of limit him. Okay. I agree. Um, where do I go with this? Do you Are have we, any any bets on the total? I, I'm saving that for the end. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to save that for the end with my game prediction. Okay, where do I go with this? Where do I go with this? Um, okay, I, this one's going to be way off the board. Justin Reed, Chief Safety, over five and a half tackles at minus 108. I think Justin Reed's going to be so active in this game. He's going to be the, the most important player in the Chiefs secondary. He is the veteran in that Chiefs secondary. He's eclipsed his total in three straight games, five of his last six as well. You're getting minus 108, so you're getting a little bit of juice back as, as well there. I just think he's going to have to fly around the field. He's going to be kind of the X factor, in my opinion, in this game as well, the rookie corners that they have. He's going to be making – he's going to have to make a ton of tackles on A.J. Brown. He's probably their best tackler in the secondary as well. So um, I, I – Weird bet, but it was something that caught my eye. Yeah. <laughs> Not much yeah. to react to that one, eh? Yeah. I don't really have... Uh... Yeah, what was your... Th I guess, what was your thought process? It just like... basically, he's, he's hit it in three straight, five of his last six. He's going to be active in this game. Um, He's the he's the veteran on the secondary. He's going to have to make plays. And I just thought five and a half is, is pretty low. Like, he's going to have to step up in the run yeah. game as well. I was trying to find some defensive props. I've never bet a defensive prop in my life. So it's kind of other than like a sack prop. Josh, but. I wanted to look at a Josh Sweat sack, but FanDuel didn't have it. I don't know if I'm crazy here, but that's another thing yeah. I probably should have brought at the beginning of this episode. All my bets are courtesy of FanDuel. Same. Um, and if you don't hear otherwise, they will all be FanDuel. Right. I'm going to go to a FanDuel special. Thank you for reminding people that it is on FanDuel. Patrick Mahomes to have a passing touchdown in each half, minus 115. I think in the red zone specifically, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be able to run the football into the end zone. Eagles could go heavy with their big bodies. You know, you got Jordan Davis, Linval Joseph, Nadamakan Sue. If they get close to the goal line, I am a little bit scared that Patrick Mahomes might scramble and run one in. 
But I th- I'm safe thinking that Patrick Mahomes is going to be throwing the ball in the red zone, and I like him to have one passing touchdown in each half. Okay. I can see that. Andy Reid's going to just – he's in the red zone. He's so creative. Like, under, right. shovel so I, passes count for that right as well. So, sp- while we're on this topic, Andy Reid be- – Andy Reid being creative in the red zone. We talked about Travis Kelsey being by far the biggest focal point of this offense. How about a Noah Gray touchdown at plus eight hundred? Okay, I was looking more Jody Fortson if I was gonna if I was gonna go that. So Jody Fortson right now at any time touchdown is plus eight hundred. So yeah, I picked. I, I, I thought kinda, Noah Gray was on the field more than Fortson. Fortson is, is their big body, like catching the ball. Um, like he's kind of like he's he can go up and get it. He's like a power forward there, and I think Jody Fortson has touchdowns in back to back games. Am I correct there? Let me just pull that up. This is great podcasting for you. Jody Fortson has a touchdown, not in back to back games. No, he did not. No. He has two touchdowns this season. Um, earlier on, he's going to be active as well in this game. Yeah, he did not score in the playoffs. Um, he's he was kind of inactive towards the end of the year. But he's a big Noah body Gray, guy. Noah Gray had a catch last week. Mm-hmm. I could see in the red zone, Andy Reid dialing something up where all the attention's on Travis Kelsey. It's like, oh, Noah Gray sneaks out to the side, is wide open. The Chiefs are going to play a ton of thirteen personnel in this game as well. The mm-hmm. Chiefs are number. They have the the best formation out of any team in the league this year on offense was the Chiefs thirteen personnel look. Um, so I, I think all three tight ends, Jody Fortson, or four tight ends, basically, Jody Fortson, Noah Gray, Blake is it Blake Bell. Blake Bell's the other guy, I believe, as well. Uh, but, yeah, Blake Bell and Travis Kelsey, of course, are going to be so active in this game. They're going to be rotating those guys through. Um, the Eagles are going to have to somehow counter that. And getting the Eagles kind of in a bigger, a bigger, um, just a, a bigger guys on the field, I think, is going to be benefit the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, um, that's my long shot of the day. Plus eight hundred. Okay, I'll throw my long shot. This we're getting into the running backs here, and I know there's some conversation um, to be had about this. I'm gonna go Miles Sanders first touchdown at plus eight fifty. Um, I think that's great. Look, Miles Sanders at the first touchdown in last week's game. Miles Sanders is the running back that the Eagles use early um, and throughout the first two quarters, first and second quarter. Um, Jalen Hurts is at plus eight hundred. That is also a potential look for a quarterback sneak. But I'm just kind of feeling like a four, the Eagles are in, in the Chiefs' red zone at like the four or five-yard line. Miles Sanders kind of just runs through basically untouched. Happened the 49ers game. The biggest mismatch, in my opinion, in this entire game is the Eagles' inside zone run against the Kansas City Chiefs' defense with duo blocking. You have Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, Isaac Samalu double-teaming two guys in the middle and opening up lanes through the linebackers. Fred Warner and Trey Greenlaw are the best, arguably the best two linebacker duo in the NFL. They couldn't stop it last week. The the Kansas City Chiefs don't have the linebackers and the, just the guys in general, in my opinion, to stop that. So I think Miles Sanders early in the game is going to have a ton of looks through the inside zone. And I I think plus 850 for Sanders at first touchdown is a great look. And this, this kind of goes back to what you said about the Eagles getting the ball first and having the first yep, touchdown yep. in this game. So if you think the Eagles are going to score a first touchdown in this game, I think Miles Sanders at plus 850 is the best look. I like that. Let's get into the Kenneth Gainwell stuff now because I think Miles Sanders' usage rate is going through the roof in this game. I think he is going to be the lead back throughout this ballgame. They've been saving him, in my opinion. No. It's a contract year. I think earlier in the year, put my tinfoil cap on. They're trying to lower his 
free agent value by not giving him as much carries while also keeping him fresh. Miles Sanders is their most talented running back. I agree with what you said earlier in the game. It's the Super Bowl. There's no game next week. Use your best players. I think Miles Sanders is their best running back and will get a large, large, large portion of the carries. Are you attaching a bet to this? I'm not going to bet it, but I know oh, I was you're... hoping I was hoping you were going to bet the Kenneth Gainwell under. Tell us why you're on the Kenneth Gainwell. Okay, over. so I think Kenneth Gainwell is going to be active in this game. I agree that Miles Sanders is going to get the most touches. Like that, I don't think that's I don't think that's crazy at all. Like Miles Sanders has been the lead back this year. He's going to receive, I think, over fifty percent of the carries. Miles Sanders has had double digit carries basically in every in all but one games a season. Kenneth Gainwell has looked like the best Eagles running back over the over the last two games. He's, he's just from the eye test that you watch him. He's got juice. He's running. Kenneth Gainwell hits the line of scrimmage at the fastest rate out of any running back in the NFL this season, according to ESPN stats. That is, in my opinion, so huge. You don't want negative plays. You want to get the ball to the line of scrimmage as fast as possible. Kenneth Gainwell over 33.5 rushing plus receiving at minus 114 is an awesome look. I'm going with that instead of just the rushing over 18.5 yards. Um I like you could have gotten Kenneth Gainwell over 14 and a half rushing yards when the lines opened up, which was crazy. Sportsbooks probably got hammered with overs there. I think it's up. Is it still at 18 and a half right now? I haven't looked this morning. I have it right here. Uh, 19 and it's a half. at 19 and a half. So it's even over that. Um, you can also look that way. I just think he's going to be active also in the receiving game as well. Kenneth Gainwell has destroyed that 33 and a half total in three straight games. He's going to get looks. He's going to get, I think, 7 to 10 carries, and he's going to get receptions. The Chiefs have allowed the fifth most receiving yards to opposing running backs also this season, which I think is another um, way to look at this. So I, I'm all over Gainwell well this game. I think I like the 33 and a half rushing plus receiving yards, but um, if you want to go rushing, if you just want to go receiving, you can go that way as well. I like the Miles Sanders over 61 yards. I think he gets yes. a lot of carries, and like you said, the Eagles – game plan should be running the football first. They're the number one DVOA run offense. Mm -hmm. By a mile. Go with your bread and butter. Run the football. The Kansas City Chiefs ranked 30th in the NFL this year at line of scrimmage contact, meaning they were really, really bad at, it was something like two and a half yards before even first contact with the Chiefs. That's terrible. Miles Sanders and Gainwell, both the type of guys that get speed behind the line of scrimmage. So if you're not contacting them till two and a half yards, Miles Sanders could break one easily yeah. in this football Well, game. that's why I also think Gainwell, like the, the rushing total, like he can hit 19 and a half in a snap, like yeah. in one play. Yeah, I I really like the Sanders over. I think he, I think because I predict this game being close, I think they lean on Sanders more because he is the more talented player. So just the way the Eagles have used the running backs this year, Miles Sanders gets the boat majority of the carries in the first and second quarter. Miles Sanders isn't on the field in the late in, in later in the game. They don't trust him late in the game because he has fumble issues. No, oh, but I don't think he's on the field later in the game because the games are over. No, but like they're blowouts. So, but like fourteen points, in my opinion, is on a blowout. If you look at last week, for instance, the Eagles were up twenty-one to seven in the game. They needed a touchdown to ice the game. That's when you put in the group game over when Jalen Hurts rushed quarterback sneak that run in. That's when the game was over, in my opinion. Kenneth Gainwell, when it was 21-7 in the third quarter, was the lead back. 
they trust him more later in games than they trust Miles Sanders. It's I love the way that they do it though. Like it's a it's a like pick your poison style of running. Like Boston Scott even gets carries kind of in the fourth quarter. They trust him more. Just the totals. I I agree that Miles Sanders is going to get more yards probably than Kenneth Gainwell. I just think the totals are so out of whack with Gainwell. Like the thirty three and a half rushing receiving, he's destroyed it. Like he's he's blew those numbers out the water over the last few games. I don't know what sports books are thinking and why they're so low on Kenneth Gainwell. He's been the best Eagles running back by a mile. I love every single over for him. And I agree with you that Miles Sanders is going to get his. And that's why I like him early. Yeah. I'm also on Boston Scott under eight and a half. Does he get any touches in this game? I think he'll get about five to seven percent of the carries, something somewhere in that range. It's the nine, it's such a low, it might be so low to bet. It's like one carry. Why gets would a, Boston Scott get a touch? <laughs> because it just you mix you mix guys in. That's what they've done all season. I, I you want to put the best you want to put the ball in your best player's hands. And Boston Scott's scored a touchdown in three straight games. He had a 10-yard touchdown run last week against the 49ers. Yeah. I get I just I you're not a Boston Scott guy. Eh? Well, it's like you look around, you look at the running back room, you're like, we have two really, really good running backs and a vet. Why don't we give the ball to the two really good running backs? I don't know. I don't even think Gainwell's getting that many carries, so I obviously think Scott's getting even less carries. Okay, do I have any more game ones? I think we're on to, I think I'm almost done with game ones. How many do you have any more player props? No, that was it. I think for me. I think I'm okay. I've got um actually I've got one more player prop for you. Um, okay, so we are talking about the Kansas City Chiefs um, finding ways to get the ball in other people's hands besides Travis Kelsey. I think Marquez Valdez-Scanling is that guy. Um, I, he had 116 yards last week on 8-plus targets. If you, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, 40-plus receiving yards is at plus 100. I think that's a good look. He had, again, 8-plus targets last week for 116 yards. He is their best wide receiver on the field besides Travis Kelsey. I think over 40 yards, he's also a deep threat as well. Like, he can get that in two catches, three catches. I was just going to say, I actually like Marquez Valdez-Scantling's alt receiving yards at 50-plus, at plus 174. Okay. So, you, I you're, agree getting, with you're you. actually getting more juice there. That might be a better look. Because he's, I agree with you where if he is going to get catches, they're probably going to be downfield. So, the difference between 41 and 51, I think getting the plus odds of plus 174 is worth that look. Yeah, for sure. Um, he like he's he looked great last week too. Like I don't know what he was eating before the game. He did and I agree with you that Tony can't be trusted for this full game. I liked my initial thought was a Kadarius Tony touchdown or his props because I think he is a weapon that should give the Eagles problems. Because like I said, the Eagles struggle with the short passes. I could see some Kadarius Tony screens early, but I don't want to bet props on a guy that might not be on the field in the mm-hmm. third quarter. He's such a wild card in this game. Yeah. Like I, I think he's like if he can if he has a big game the Chiefs are winning. That's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, I mean I was on him. I was on his anytime touchdown against Cincinnati. He had the play in the end zone where he, I'm going to call it a drop, and then he got hurt. Yeah, was, exactly. <laughs> like, he sees the blue medical tent. Yeah, just name it the Tony tent at this point. Okay, I've got one, two, three, four more bets. Only one of them is game related. Do you have any more game related bets? Um, I I have stuff like on the final score. Okay. And total. Okay, I'll throw one quickly, another one here. Will either team record a fourth down conversion in their side of the field? Oh, yes, at plus 132. I think there's a little bit of juice there. There's there's a scenario here where the teams are going to need a first down late in the game. 
like it's uh, let's say you're at the 40 yard line, you need to get a first down. And both and the, both these teams are very aggressive. The Eagles on fourth and inches are a 100. Yeah, they do, they convert that QB sneak where Jalen Hurts gets under center. The, either the running back or the tight end pushes him from behind. It is unstoppable. Yeah, and they can view like if you're at the 48 yard line in your own field, they will go for it there. They did it against the 49ers and they got it like they were deep in their field. I like that a lot. Yeah, and you get juice there plus 132. The Eagles were the most aggressive fourth down team in the NFL and it wasn't even close. It's a Super Bowl. You're going to probably ramp that up a little bit as well. The more aggressive team usually wins in every Super Bowl. Um, so I, I think plus 132 is a lot of uh, is some good juice there. Yeah, that's a good one. I actually didn't even see that. Okay. Good luck. So I've got one, two, three more. Um, two of them are kind of off off the rate, off the board here. Do your fun ones. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any fun ones? I don't. Okay. I just I know I'm not fun. <laughs> you are not fun right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I do the I do the fun prop sheet for everybody. So everybody watching the Super Bowl yeah. with us has who doesn't like football has stuff to watch. How but. many people are coming, by the way? How many how many guests? Um, I think we're around fifteen right now. Normal. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't do it, man. Yeah, I gotta I, I gotta I watch by I myself. Want, I don't know if I want you there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like I'd break something. Yeah. Um, people would be scared of me. I gotta watch by myself. I know. I'm I'm. I am like missing the food aspect of it. Oh That's yeah, what, I know. Spread. I know there's probably so much food coming your way. So great spread. Um, I will have to uh, step up my food game. But um, okay, here's here's a fun one. Give me Shakira to make an appearance at the halftime show at plus twelve hundred. You guys are probably thinking, what the fuck are you talking about? I'll throw it. I'll throw this your way. Can't remember to forget you by Rihanna. Shakira has one point three. Billion views on YouTube. What? 1.3 with a B billion views on YouTube. I don't even know that song. I didn't know it either. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to this and you go want, want to watch a spicy music video, <laughs> <laughs> go watch it because, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop there. It's a spicy mm. one. 1.3 billion views. The NFL wants to get more Spanish kind of views in this. They it's want to get more on people. Fox Desportes. Uh, exactly, right? It will kind of, it will tail to other audiences besides the U.S., Shakira is very active in the news lately as well because I don't know if you saw that she, she caught she she got uh, her boyfriend cheating on her PK. with GM yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that can kind of spice up some 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 views as well. Plus twelve hundred is a lot of juice, and the song is very sing along. It's dancing like you can, I can see like a huge choreographic dancers behind them. Like if you just go listen to the song, you'll kind of feel you'll kind of understand what I'm thinking. Plus twelve hundred Shakira to make a halftime. I I like your thought process yeah. there. I really like the Spanish angle because it is on Fox this year. Side note: I'm actually pretty pumped for Greg Olson to call this game. I really like. What Greg do you think Olson. he's thinking with Tom Brady coming for his job in two years in yeah. 2024? I put on uh, the fun prop sheet we do. Uh, will Tom Brady make an appearance in the booth? Oh, that's hey. I don't know because I found it very interesting that Tom Brady retired before the Super Bowl. Right, like maybe he gets involved with Fox already. But what would, I don't what, know. what would he do? Do you think he would just come in and like interrupt them? Like how how do you view this? I don't know. I think he might just come and sit in for a series and talk okay. to them. Maybe. I don't know. Will what about uh, Will Gronk kick the field goal of destiny? I'm actually so excited for this. It field was a goal. thirty yard. Well, what, is, is it? I don't know I anything think, about I think it. It's a thirty or thirty five yard field goal. I, just was the on. commercials are just yeah bringing me in like. It's marketing. They did a great job marketing this because 
I actually cannot wait to see if Gronk. Is there anything the else like you're looking forward to, like other aspects, commercial wise? Anything at all, like some fun stuff? I'm looking forward to that yeah, kick, kick a lot. I mean, I'm not a Rihanna guy. I, I, I want to ask you. You're not. You're so. What's you don't like a Rihanna? I don't like dislike her, but I don't know. I I'm not a halftime show person. Anyways, I zero fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like Rihanna. She's got a lot of, she's got a big catalog. Like I was listening to her some, I was going through her catalog of songs on the way home from work the other day. And I was listening to some, I was like, like she's got, mm-hmm. like she's been around for seven, this, I think 17 years. Like Ponder replays a classic, um, like run this yeah, town. Yeah, I hope the, she plays that. Yeah, Ponder replays a, a big tune, like like SOS, um, like run this town. I, I, I think Jay-Z's 100% making an appearance. He's a minus 400. There's no juice to that. Yeah. He will be there. Um, you can also look at Eminem plus 300 because Love the Way You Lie is a huge song. But Eminem also did last year's yeah, show. So I don't yeah. know if they'll do it back to back. I'm pretty sure that's why plus 300. I highly recommend not betting Kanye West plus 400. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well just light your money on fire. I don't think he's making an appearance. Because so the Run This Town song, Warner, like G- Kanye West's verse is like the last verse. So I'm so assuming it's easy so to cut it's out. Easy to cut out. Yeah. Exactly. Um, first song. Do you have a, do you have a, have you looked up first song at all yet? No, I have no? not. There was one that was a I'm heavy so favorite, t- isn't there? Uh, I, I'm so torn on, on the first song. Um, I don't have the odds. FanDuel doesn't have them posted anymore. I, I don't know why. I feel like Run This Town is the way to go because like, it's got that pump-up vibe to it. You can walk out with Jay-Z. Um, it, it will get the it gets the people going. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, but it's also a tough one. Okay, we'll that's, the, that's the only halftime one I got. Okay, uh, do you have any other bets left? I just have stuff on the final score and total. Okay. So I'll, I'll throw it too quick. Um, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2017, yellow Gatorade was dumped on Doug Peterson's head. When the Eagles beat the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game, yellow, green, or lime Gatorade was dumped on Nick Sirianni's head. Lane Johnson went on part of my take yesterday and said that the Eagles only have used yellow, green, or lime Gatorade. It was at plus 175 yesterday. It's now down to plus 125. If you think the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl, I think that's a good look. You get better juice there um, with the money line. Because what's the money line for this? Money line for the Eagles is plus minus 122. So you get a little more juice there. I think it's pretty much a lock that they will do if you think the Eagles are going to win. So I like like even plus 125 I think is fine. If the Kansas City Chiefs win, now the Chiefs Gatorade is a little bit different. They've used orange in every single NFC Championship and Super Bowl that they've they went to over the last five years, except for one they've done blue Gatorade in 2020. So a little bit trickier. Orange Gatorade is probably the way to go there, but that's if you think the Kansas City Chiefs will win. I think you're kind of leaning where I think he's going to win, so I would go with the yellow, green, or lime just for better odds, better just kind of lock, if that makes sense, at plus 120. Right on. I like that. I'm actually now just seeing some other specials that FanDuel has that I like. Miles Sanders rushing plus receiving yards more than the final round strokes by winner of the Waste Management. <laughs> That's, I think it's a TSN special, right? So yeah. I think only Canadians can get these. Only Canadians yeah. can get these. That is true. But the winner of the Waste Management is probably going to shoot like a 67, 66. So basically, you're getting Miles Sanders over rushing plus receiving at a better odds, I think. It's minus 135, but I like that. Okay. Um, I've got one. 
I've got one more. One more long shot for you that'll throw you away. Hassan Reddick MVP plus 3,400. Okay, awesome. Because I did want to just make a side note about the MVP vet, the or MVP bet. The common angle is bet the quarterback rather than betting the money line. I think there's a route where the Eagles win this game and Jalen Hurts is not the MVP. 100%. I think if the Chiefs are to win this game, Patrick Mahomes is the MVP 1,000%. Yeah. So I think this game is going to be at the total going over and it's going to be more of a shootout. So I don't think like it's plus 3,400 for a reason. Mm-hmm. But let's say the, let's say this game turns into a twenty to thirteen game, which is can happen. Super Bowl shit fucking happens. These teams are the best mm-hmm. two offenses. They could hit a they could hit a rut though. There is a lane there where either Son Reddick has like two and a half sacks with a forced fumble, something crazy like that, where that I think can squeeze in there. He's the reason for an interception with like a pressure that he, causes a exactly. Pick. He's been red hot in the playoffs. He was the MVP of the 49ers game. He destroyed that game. He was awesome in the Giants game. He destroyed the only Giants drive that they basically had. He's been the best pass rusher in the NFL, in my opinion, all year. He has the most sacks now with 19 and a half. He's been awesome. I think 3,400 is a lot is some good juice there. I'm not saying bet the house, but if you want to throw a little $5 bill on that or something like that. I like that, that I think because I was trying to find an eagle other than Hertz that I like, but I didn't really... That one, I like a lot, and, and Also, another one, like if you're trying to think anti-Hurts, I would go A.J. Brown as well. Cooper Cup won it but last year. If A.J. Brown gets the ball, how well, does he get in the ball? So the way I look at it is, like, let's say it's the tw- kind of similar to last year's Super Bowl, right? Like 20 to 13 Eagles drive down. A.J. Brown makes three catches. He, he, he yeah. posts up Justin, uh, Justin Watson in the end zone or something like that. All right. All right. Um, well, you mentioned the total there. So are you on the over? Okay, so... Are we game predicting here? Do you have any anything before we get to game predictions? Um, well, I'm going to add, 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 add my total into my game predictions. Okay, well, mine isn't quite the total, so I'll go first here. This playoffs, wild card weekend, the over went 5-1. and one. Since then, the over is 0-6. The under has hit six straight playoff games. I, w- I agree with you that I lean over in this game, but I found a bet that I like more than the over 50 and a half, and that would be total first downs in this game over 40 and a half. A little bit of juice, minus 130, but that's my way of attacking this total with two offenses that I think are going to move the ball slowly. I think they're going to be methodical moving the ball. So I think both teams can easily get over 20 first downs. It could be 24-23 type game, but both these teams have over 25 yeah. first downs. I just I just have a hard time seeing these teams not putting up points. Like I'm just worried that there's not going to be enough time. Yeah, that's true. The way the Eagles do if the Eagles are successful in this game, they're gonna it's gonna be running the ball, so they're gonna be able to take some clock off. They don't want the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hands. Exactly. Okay. For one final time, let's predict the game. You want you go first. All right, you're gonna hate me. I am just going to live bet whoever doesn't score first. Okay. I think I think this is going to be a close game because I'm also betting. Philly to win by one to six plus three seventy, and I'm betting Kansas City to win by one to six plus three seventy. I think whoever wins this game is by less than six points. 
That's why I also like the live bet angle because whoever scores, whoever doesn't score first is easily going to get back in this football game. I don't think either team runs away with it. So I'll give you the score of 27-24, but I don't know who's going to win. Okay, <laughs> so you don't have a winner. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Patrick Mahomes in his career is 7-1 and one as an underdog. Yeah. This is the first time in his playoff career he is an underdog. This game is indoors. Patrick Mahomes indoors as an underdog. There's a very realistic chance in five years we look back and say, wow, we had an opportunity to bet Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. I don't know. I lean Chiefs, but I'm going to say 27-24, and I'm betting both teams to win by 1-6. to six. Okay. The Eagles are 17-1 and one straight up against underdogs in their last 18 games as a favorite. They've mm-hmm. The Eagles have, in my opinion, been the best team in the NFL all season. Can't see Chiefs at Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. That's the way you look at this game. I think this game is going to be won with the Eagles pass rushers against the Chiefs offensive tackles. That is the second biggest mismatch, in my opinion, besides the Eagles run game against the Chiefs um, interior of the uh, of their defense. Orlando Brown Jr. versus Josh Sweat, in my opinion, is one of the most under-talked about aspects of this game. Josh Sweat's got a really quick release. He's really good at getting off the ball. Orlando Brown Jr. has not been awesome this year. He's been a little bit of mediocre. I would look at a Josh Sweat wrecking this game late. The two offensive tackles, if you just take a look at the two offensive tackles that the Chiefs have, Orlando Brown, four sacks allowed, six penalties. Andrew Wiley, nine sacks allowed, eight penalties. The Chiefs' interior offensive line, the two guards in the center, have allowed three sacks combined all season. So Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, those guys are going to have a tough, tough day in my opinion. Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat are going to dictate this game, and I'll throw in Brandon Graham as well. I am visioning a Josh Sweat strip sack to ice the game with one minute and 30 seconds left. Eagles recover the ball. Eagles win 34-31. Totals going over. Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Let's do this. All right, man. I like that prediction. So either way, you are on board with the one to six. I am. I'm Good. also on board with over two and a half panic attacks from Brendan Deegan. Oh, yeah. That's flying over Take in the, the first over. quarter. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Let's go. I know, man. This is going to be... This is also... I had a stat. Why didn't I have... This is the only the seventh time in NFL history the Super Bowl spread has been under two. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't... I don't think you can have a closer matchup. Like, we just broke everything down. There's a route where the Eagles win running the football. There's a route where Patrick Mahomes puts the team on his back and wins. Like, this is going to be a great game. Support for today's episode comes from True Classic. As a people-driven brand, True Classic believes that clothes you wear should make you feel confident and comfortable so you can show up as the best version of yourself every day. This is your one-stop shop for all your wardrobe essentials. Their shirts have a premium fit that's tighter in the shoulders and biceps for that extra boost of confidence. From t-shirts and polos to activewear, denim, button-downs, hoodies, joggers, boxeries, and everything in between, they have everything you need. Time to upgrade your wardrobe today. Companies have been overcharging their customers for years. True Classic sells premium clothing without charging a premium price. High-quality clothing shouldn't cost a fortune. Get comfortable, get going, and upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off of True Classic with code DOINK. Free shipping is included on purchase over $100. 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. You can't go wrong. It looks good. Feels good for a reason. True classic. All right. Anything else? You have anything else you want to get off your mind? 
No. I, I That was a good episode. I can't wait for this game. All right. Thank you so much for listening all season, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, I had a blast this season. This has been one of the funnest NFL seasons of my entire life. So I really appreciate you kind of tuning in and following along for the ride with me. Off-season schedule is going to be kind of off the board. Don't really know exactly how we're going to attack the off-season. But Double Doing Podcast ain't going anywhere. So you got to hit that subscribe button. you got to like. you got to listen. you got to do everything you can to support the show. Check out our sponsors, BetterHelp and True Classic. And for one last time for the 2022 season, we'll talk to you later.